You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. Big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Zondervan, a revered and reliable source for transformative and inspirational content. Support this podcast by visiting zondervan.com and find your next favorite book. Now, let's get into today's show. Kirby Minnick, aka Kirby is a boss here, and welcome to another episode of the Bot and Beloved podcast. I am pumped for this one. This is actually a message that I preached on a little while back. Um, this one Christian school pulled me in. They're like, hey, we need someone to come speak. How about you come speak? And this is a message that I kind of just stowed away, never really brought back out or brought back up again. And I think it's an important one to share with everybody. So I'm going to be talking today on the concept of fear. But before we get into that, for those of you who don't know, I am a social media influencer. So that means that I have a YouTube channel. I have an Instagram channel. I have a Twitter account, all of that good stuff. So if you don't follow me on that, give me a good old follow at Kirby is a boss. That's all my social media. It's a good time. But yeah, um, I just want to welcome you all to the podcast. For those of you who are new, for those of you who are revisiting, hey, what's up? Hello. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. If you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can get updated and notified when I do upload. Also, feel free to swipe up and give this an amazing rating. It means the world to me to see this podcast be able to reach more people because it's being featured. Um, And also leave a sweet little comment because that just makes my day. It encourages me and it it shows me just how this podcast is working in your lives. So don't forget to do that. That means the world to me. And as you guys know, for those of you who typically swing by this podcast, you know that I have an email. It's boughtandbeloved at gmail.com all spelled out. And I will go through those emails and kind of facilitate through them and pick ones to answer here on my podcast. Now this week, as I mentioned previously, I am going to be using a recycled message, but this is something that I have been asked on my Instagram to talk about, on my Twitter to talk about, and even in some of the messages that I received on my email. Nothing specifically saying talk about this specific topic, but I really believe that this is something that will benefit people. So although I'm not answering a specific question today, I know a little out of the ordinary because that's what I like to do on this. I really wanted to share this message specifically. And I'm going to be talking about what it looks like to fight from the faith. Now, I think it's safe to say that we all have fears in this life. And for some of us, you know, it might be spiders. It might be scary movies, i.e. me. I hate scary movies. Those are demonic. Um, It might be public speaking. It might be confrontation. I don't know. Fact of the matter is, is that we all face fears in our lives and we all have obstacles that stand before us that sometimes seem intimidating. Maybe for some of us, or maybe for some of you today, it might be facing a tough breakup or overcoming the labels that your parents are putting on you or trying to save up enough money to fund your upcoming tuition payments. I don't know. We all face fears and we all face obstacles. 
Now, there are three ways that we can go about in responding to these situations. And I'm sure that you guys have heard of these terms before. We either flight, we either freeze, or we fight. We either flight, we either freeze, we either fight. Those are the three things. Now, many of us have heard, oh, fight or flight, but there's a third one and it's freeze. And we don't talk about that one often. But the first one that I mentioned is that we run in the opposite direction. We flight. When a challenge pops up or a circumstance arises, there is this immediate mindset of defeat. And people run from the fight because it looks too big. They flight. It seems too intimidating, so they flight. It seems too impossible to overcome, so they flight. I have seen so many people give up and lose hope in victory and refuse to make an effort in charging at the problems because of this uncertainty in their own abilities. They choose to flee in the opposite direction in the hopes of escaping reality by trying to find a new way out by their own striving. So that's what it looks like to flight. Now, the second form of facing a fear or an obstacle is to freeze. Now, when somebody freezes at the sight of a problem, they are crippled by the idea of a decision. They are crippled in in overcoming these potential obstacles and, and the outcomes. It seems too intimidating. They're unaware of what the solution could be. These people look at the obstacles ahead of them and they allow fear to come in and determine their fate. And they end up settling in defeat and in giving up. They choose not to seize, but to surrender to the fight instead. They wave the little white flag and they give up and they give in. That is what it looks like to freeze. And then the last third response that we have to fear and to obstacles is through fighting. Now, I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with the story of King David in scripture, but he teaches us a lot about what it looks like to face our fear, to face obstacles, to face the world, the enemy, the oppositions laid out before us. Now, I'm assuming that many of you know about David and Goliath, whether you grew up in, you know, Sunday school or not. Pretty sure we've heard these references all the time. I mean, even Jaden Smith and Justin Bieber rap about it. Like literally David and Goliath is such an iconic story. And I want us to revisit that and to not grow numb to the truth and the power of these gospel stories of the word of God, of these true events that happened. But that is where we're going to be diving into scripture today. So David was faced with a giant obstacle, one that the toughest soldiers of that time of Israel feared. And that obstacle, that giant obstacle was literally a giant and his name was Goliath. So a little background information on our man, Goliath. He was a giant. There we go. (laughs) Goliath was a giant. So he was anywhere between eight foot five and nine foot two. Like he was tall, y'all. He was real intimidating. And he had armor that matched his stature and his ability and intensity as well. I mean, it says in scripture, if we do the calculations, his armor weighed about 200 pounds. This guy was strong to be able to just carry 200 pounds of of armor on him. That's insane. He was also known as a champion among his land, and he was easily 
able to invoke fear and dismay among the Israelites and to Saul and his armies. So here we have Goliath in one corner, right? Who appears to be the biggest obstacle that the Israelites could ever face. And then ding, 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 in the opposing corner, we have David. So here's some background on David. David, as described in scripture, was a ruddy guy. He was a handsome boy. He had beautiful eyes. You know, he was your your stereotypical pretty boy. And he had nothing in comparison to King Saul or his warrior soldier brothers. Like he really stuck out like a sore thumb in comparison to the soldier armies. He spent time writing songs of praises in, in the fields and He watched after the sheep of his father's home. He was a shepherd. So while David is bringing his soldier warrior brothers lunch one day, Goliath runs up after a continuous 40 days and taunts the Israelite army. And David hears this. David overhears this. So picking up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 24 through 27, this is what it says. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man that is Goliath, fled from him and were much afraid. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel and the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the men who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way. So shall it be done to the man who kills him. So we see here that David is literally calling out Goliath. He calls him an uncircumcised Philistine. He says, who is this man? Who does he think he is to stand up and defy against the armies of God, of the living God? Who does this guy think he is? Now, everyone in Israel is shaking and quaking at this guy, at Goliath, because he is intimidating. He is taunting. He is going to to kill whoever stands up against him. And that means that Israel will now be enslaved to Goliath's people. And David comes up and he's like, who does this boy think he is? Just totally, totally unshook by this guy. And Saul hears about this. Saul hears about how fearlessly David spoke about this situation. So while his armies were fleeing and were freezing up in fear, David was talking a big game about how this giant obstacle had no match, had no match against the kingdom of God and and God's army. So Saul, we pick up in verse 31. This is what happened. So 1 Samuel chapter 17, 31 through 37. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. 
And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and let the Lord be with you. So David, who bore no armor, who had no proper defense training, who had no idea about combat, fearlessly and boldly claimed that he would go against this giant Goliath. Because you know why? He went against the lion. He went against the bear. He went against the the obstacles and the enemies that came against the flock that he was guarding. And he fearlessly and he boldly took them down. He went after them. He went after the one that left the 99. And we we see this. We see this um, comparison to Jesus in this. How Jesus goes after the one when there's dismay. And David says that he would go and fight against Goliath in order to protect the people of Israel, God's people, God's flock, not just this this flock of sheep, but a literal flock of people, God's people. Now, we need to note that earlier in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 8 through 9, there was a specific deal. Now, this wasn't just an ordinary battle. You know, they weren't just going to, okay, David in one corner, Goliath in the other corner, they're going to battle it out and then it's done. No. If we go back to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 8 through 9, this is what it says. So Goliath stands up before Israel. And it says that he stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. So this was way more than just David's life on the line, but this was the entire Israelite nation and the Philistine nation that were going neck and neck in this battle. So by this battle, David could either prevail and allow the obstacle to fall and surrender to him, or he could be overcome by the obstacle and surrender to it instead. So Whoever wins and whoever loses, the loser has to become subject to the winner, to the victor. So Saul agreed, keep this in mind, Saul agreed to let this ruddy, handsome little boy be the defender of his nation. You know why? Because he went after the fear. He went after the obstacle. He chose to fight. He had faith in the living God and he stood in that boldly and he believed in the truth of that statement because he knew who his God was. He knew who his God was with the lion, with the bear. And in the past, we can look, my friends, we can look in scripture and we can see how victorious our God is and we can pull from that and have faith and confidence in that, knowing that the Alpha and the Omega, our God is the same God from the beginning of time. Our same God is the God of of Jacob, is the God of Israel, is the God of Abraham, is the God of Isaac, is the God of David. And we'll see that here in a minute. So no bear overcame him. No lion successfully took a lamb from the flock that he was protecting. And he firmly believed, David did, and he knew that this giant would not steal from God's flock. So Saul commanded him then to go fight Goliath, and he blessed him that the Lord would be with him. Now, I love this next part. So we get to verse 38 and 40. 
Now, Saul tries to set up David with some armor. You know, he's getting that bougie armor. He says, all right, come over here, boy. I know you've been in the field with the lion and the bear, but we are going to suit you up just like one of our soldiers that we got here. And you're going to go out and you're going to look good and you're going to defeat him in my armor. So he puts a bronze helmet on him. He coats him with with mail. Uh, He straps a sword on him. David was looking like a true warrior ready for battle. Looking at him, he looked prepared. But the thing is, is that David refused the armor. What? David took off the armor and he instead took up five smooth stones and he put it in his shepherd's pouch and he brought a sling with him in hand to take down a nine foot beast of a man. Now, this is something to observe. David, even before fighting, chose to have faith as a foundation. Time and time again, we see him claim that nothing, nothing can prevail against the Lord. He knows that his God is able to overcome and conquer all things, all fear, all obstacles, all giants, even before the battle is won, even without shiny, flashy armor that man has prepared. David knew that it was by God's power, favor, promise, and provision alone that Goliath would be overcome. He didn't have to rely on the man-made things, on the armor, on his own efforts, on his own toiling. No, he knew that not only would God have favor in this situation, but God would prevail, that God would be his armor, that God would be his supply, that he would walk in the armor of God above all else before any man-made thing. You see, the soldiers, they didn't rely on the Lord's ability. In the moment where Goliath charged at them with this duel, they shuddered in their own ability or honestly lack thereof. They failed to understand and remember who their God was, who he is, what power was within them because of God. They forgot that who God always is in every battle, in every obstacle, in every war, against every fear. But David, having spent such precious time with God in the valley where he shepherded the sheep, took the time to know God and to pursue God to the point where his first inclination in every battle was, my God will come through because that is who he is, not I will have to fight alone and be overcome by the world. Although this is a story in the Old Testament, we can be secure today in knowing that our God not only comes through time and time again, but through Jesus, he has already overcome the world and even death itself. and it is called Night in Boxes. Now you might be wondering, what is Night in Boxes? Night in Boxes is all about creating memorable date nights from the comfort of your home. The Night in Boxes team wants to give couples and families an amazing experience that can create lasting memories. And they even have a way to add on a faith option to help deepen your relationship with God, which I think is so awesome, so vital, so important. And they're partnering with us to give away two free boxes if you set up a date night in boxes 
box or a kids night in box for the six month or 12 month subscription. So trust me, it's going to be worth it. Super duper awesome. But all you need to do is go to datenightinbox.com and use the code converge at checkout to access the $79 discount when you set up for a six or 12 month subscription. Gain a fresh way to date your significant other. Shout out to datenightinbox.com. Go check them out. Use that promo code converge and date in a creative way <laughs> with date night in box. Have you ever felt like everyone was depending on you? Family, friends, co-workers, and everyone in between? That was the exhaustion that Lisa was living in while trying to be the perfect wife, mother, and businesswoman. When Lisa Leonard said her marriage vows, she was determined to be the best wife she could be. When her first son was born with a severe disability, she promised herself she would always be the mother he needed. When she began her jewelry business, Lisa committed to giving it her all but she knew it wasn't working. She wanted to change things, but how? So she kept going, kept pushing, kept trying to prove she could do it all. Until one evening, in tears and desperation, Lisa realized that she could no longer be everything to everyone. Somewhere along the way, she'd lost herself. In her new book, Brave Love, released from our friends at Zondervan, Lisa shares her story of finding truth and wholeness in the midst of life's competing demands. Brave Love is about what it means to be human, how it feels to be broken and afraid, and what happens when we dare to love deeply. Join Lisa on a journey where you will discover you are worthy and lovable just as you are. Available everywhere you buy books. Now, let's get back to the show. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, we get to the battlefield. Now remember, David was fighting with something more than bronze armor, something more than smooth stones at the end of the day. David was fighting by faith, by faith in the God of Israel, the God of faithfulness, the God of his people. And we pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 41 through 44. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. 
And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. So Goliath meets David on the battlefield, right? We see that here taunting him for his appearance, taunting him in comparison to mighty warriors who seem to be more suitable for the fight, taunting him and cursing him by his false gods. But let's go back to verse 41 real quick. When reading scripture, we got to pick up on those details, fam, because they state a lot. In verse 41, Goliath wasn't alone. Goliath was led by his shield bearer, what is not explained but is known by theologians is that due to the proportions of Goliath, he actually had some faults of his own. For instance, it is assumed that Goliath had poor vision. He moved slower because of his stature. Yeah, he was a threat and he was a force to be reckoned with. He was a giant, Jesus Louise. But the truth was that Goliath appeared scarier than he was. He appeared more intimidating than he was. When we set aside fear of the future and the appearance of the obstacle, we see fear for what it is. And the truth is that it can't stand against the perfect almighty power of God. People were so caught up in the appearance of David, especially Goliath, as being this small and ruddy youth boy. But the truth was that God's ability was magnified in his faith filled heart. People were caught up in the appearance of Goliath as being huge, unbeatable, terrorizing, when the truth was that he was flawed and he could not stand against the power of the unstoppable God. How often is it that we look at our circumstance, our problems, our fears, and we cry aloud at, oh, how great they are in comparison to us. Oh, how big they are, how intimidating they are. When we should be screaming at the face of our enemies like David does when we pick up in verse 45 through 47. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand." Dang, that is a mighty battle cry, y'all. David chose to look at the obstacle and the fear ahead of him and cry out how big and how mighty and how true his God was in comparison, not the other way around. David knew the power of his God, the truth of God's character. He remembered the abilities of God that could be magnified through himself because he was chosen to fight this battle in the name of God of the Lord. 
David called out the flaws in the fear. David called out the outrageousness in the obstacles. He substituted facades with faith. He saw Goliath for who he truly was because he knew the power of God. He had confidence in the power of God and he fought by the power of God. Faith empowered David to fight. You know what he did next? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 48, he ran quickly to the battle line. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. How beautiful is that imagery? Just close your eyes. And, you know, if you're driving, don't do that. But, but wherever you are, just imagine that, picture that. That David lets out this mighty cry of hope and of truth and of boldness and of confidence while the enemy is standing before him, just, just seething in anger and in rage. And when the battle commences, David runs towards the enemy in full confidence and faith that he will be able to take him down. David, face to face with his biggest obstacle in that moment, He chose to trust in God and he ran at it in faith. When we have faith in God to run towards the fear, he does the fighting for us, my friends. He moves the mountains. He parts the Red Seas. He takes down Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 49 through 50. And David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Now, for those of you who know me, then you know I struggled with anxiety for like the past three years of my life. And it was literally hell. (laughs) I originally responded to the anxiety that I was facing, you know, hypothetically, it it was my Goliath. And I responded to it by, by fleeing and by freezing. I originally tried to run from my problems and ignore them to the point where they began to overcome me and I could do nothing but freeze up at the sight of an overwhelming enemy. But the moment that I fixed my eyes on God, not my obstacle, The moment that I got grounded in his truth of who he is and what he has done, is doing, will do, and refused to freeze up in the doubt and self-reliance, I was given the confidence to run towards my Goliath. I was able to charge in knowing that my God would prevail. You know why? Because he protects his people. He is the Lord of hosts. If you are in the will of God, If you have received this free gift, if you have been covered by the blood of Jesus, I have good news for you. Satan cannot touch you. Have confidence in knowing that the Goliath that stands before you is flawed. It is able to be overcome. Anxiety cannot take away your peace. Depression cannot steal your joy. Comparison cannot rob you of your purpose. Past mistakes cannot derail you from God's future for you. Doubt cannot drag you away. Sin cannot outmatch his grace. Goliath is a lie. 
the God of truth is fighting for you and alongside you. Go out today. Fight in freedom. Fight in authority. Fight in truth. You don't have to flight. You don't have to freeze. You can invite the God who loves you, who died for you, who has already defeated the war against death to come in and to be your strength, to be your confidence, to be your weapon against the attacks of Satan. You just have to yield to his spirit and allow him to move. Go and the Lord be with you. Put on the armor of God, fight in faith, run towards Goliath. This is not just a story in scripture. This is a picture of promise to us today. Go fight, win in the name of Jesus, our overcomer. Go fight and win. We see how this story works out. We see how it works out for God's people that when we choose to believe and trust in God, God comes through. God comes through. It may take time. It may be a journey or it may be just like the battlefield with David and Goliath where it gets taken down in a moment. But have confidence in knowing that as the spirit works within you, victory is ahead of you and it is your promise. It is your birthright. It is there for you. Oof. That is a word, y'all. That is a word. And I pray, I pray, I pray that whatever it is you are facing, whatever obstacle it is that is standing before you that seems so intimidating, that seems so, so much bigger than you, and it feels like it has a hold on you and that you can't even face it, that you turn your face from it or, or you freeze inside of it. I pray that you are encouraged today in this truth and that you you remember this, that whenever you are faced with an obstacle, that it is flawed. It is flawed. Whatever scheme is set before you, it is flawed. Whatever enemy is set before you, it is flawed. The truth of God prevails and stands forever, and the enemy has to flee inside of that. Has to flee. And I hope that's encouraging to you all today. So... I hope you guys enjoyed this little message that I prepared for you or that I actually prepared a long time ago. And I've been wanting to to preach again, to share again. So I thought this would be the perfect way to get it out there and, and have it tangibly ready for anyone and for everyone who is facing fear or obstacles today. So again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bot and Beloved podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, if you have a question, please, 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 please submit it to botandbeloved at gmail.com and maybe I'll pick yours next time. And as I mentioned earlier, be sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all of that jazz at Kirby is a boss and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Yeah, share the podcast with your friends. If you know anybody that is struggling with fear or obstacles or just they seem crippled by this irrational thought of they will never overcome, please share this podcast with them because everybody needs to be encouraged by this truth. Rate this podcast, leave a comment, subscribe, all that other jazz. (laughs) But anyways, I love you guys. Be encouraged. Be encouraged that you are warriors of God today. So until next time, I'm Kirby Minnick. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bot and Beloved podcast. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to Bot and Beloved with Kirby Minnick. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. For more information about this show, visit convergepodcastnetwork.com. With so many podcasts to choose from, we're glad you chose to tune in today. 
we'd like to invite you to listen to one of our other Converge podcast partners. Head in the Clouds with Ryan Romeo is all about having a dream or calling to serve God, but then daily putting it into action and drawing inspiration on the journey. Great encouragement for those looking to do big things for God. Subscribe today to Head in the Clouds with Ryan Romeo. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.